this for the legacy. You know the road can feel cold, but this my destiny. No more pretending or tripping over excuses. Temper flare, need to take it out on music on a mission. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Resilient Man Project, where we do our best to shine a light on resilience. We do our best to shine a light on people's stories and, and the things that, that they've gone through, the lessons that they've learned, and we try to pass those things on to you guys. Today, I have Nate Bailey on. He is a men's coach. I've been watching him online now for a few months, and man, he looks like he's doing some some really cool things with uh, with men and, and really kind of putting them to the test, so I can't wait to get into this today. How you doing, Nate? I'm doing great, Jonathan. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So I noticed that you guys are, I guess you just kind of finished up a round of, of just I mean, let me let you get into it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So yeah, I just came back from Nashville. Just got home yesterday, actually. So I was in Nashville all last week. I have an event. It's called uh, Unleash the Leader Within Experience. It's four day intensive. And I mean, it's it's called an experience for a reason because it's not just us sitting in a classroom, you know, teaching and training and just talking at the, the people that are there in attendance, but it's really creating an experience for them uh, from a lot of different domains and modalities because not just one particular form of teaching or, or training or experience is going to resonate with everyone, right? So uh, we truly want each man and women, we do work with women as well, um, that comes in to really get what it is that they're looking to get from from this experience to help them to move forward in their life and to create the life that they want to become championship leaders. And and uh, so we, t- we take them through that. We do a little, we do an incredible, uh, very special fire walk experience. We do a, a 24 hour physical leadership experience where, you know, kind of military style, training format, a lot of body work stuff, logs, getting them wet, getting them uncomfortable, you know, moving with some weight and, and uh, pushing them to step up as leaders, creating leadership opportunities throughout that experience for them, pouring some pressure and some stress on them from the physical standpoint and from the coaches. And uh, it's myself and a retired Navy SEAL. And then I got another retired officer from the Naval Academy that, that is there, Chris Robinette as well, that, that helps to lead this. And, uh, and then, and then we do, we take them into the classroom, we'll do some breath work and some, you know, kind of tone it down a bit. Right. And, and, uh, but it's all very powerful experience. And again, it's, we're not just focused on one area of life, but all areas of life and trying to see how they all fit together and, and how we can take that to, again, continue to grow. Right. I think that's what this journey is all about is continuing to grow, to continuing to get a little bit better. How can we become a better leader, especially nowadays, you know, our, this world, we need more leaders to step up. I think there's a lot of people looking for strong leaders to step up. And so that's, that's a huge part of our conversation and just hopefully waking some people up. You know, I see rebirth on your, on your shirt. I think ULW is a kind of a rebirth for a lot of people to really uh, maximize their true potential. Yeah, man. Sounds awesome. So what, what's the journey that, that brought Nate Bailey to doing this type of work? Is there a specific thing that happened or reason? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I think I look in life, especially nowadays and, and there's a, there's, there's a reason that we, we go through everything. Uh, and, uh, sometimes it doesn't always make sense in the moment, but you look back and you're like, Oh man, yeah, I had to go through that to do what I do here today. So, so yeah, I, you know, uh, but was married for over 20 
some years now, three kids. Uh, but I got deployed back in 2005 and 2006. I was an officer in the Army National Guard. We got deployed to Kuwait. Uh, we were gone for 15 months. Didn't have any kids yet, which was great. But coming back, it just from a deployment standpoint, it was it was fine, right? Like nothing tra- traumatic, really. Um, but you know, just coming back, being away f- for so long, not reintegrating back into home life the best, um, feeling kind of entitled for the time that you miss out and just, you know, looking back, there's some things I could have done differently, but I was young. I was 29, 30 years old, thought I knew everything in the world, but, uh, I can look back now very naive and didn't have all the answers. And then you had started having kids and I'm in business and, you know, so just trying to make it all work and look good and, and, uh, just, found myself in a place where things were not feeling really good and didn't feel like they were working at all. So uh, that was a kind of a point maybe around 2014 where I really decided that I needed to find someone to help me. And, and so invested heavily in myself and in some coaches and some mentors and really went to work on myself to, to start to create the man that I knew I could be to start to create the life that I knew that I wanted to have. And, and so it was from there that really, you know, I had, I was on, I owned an insurance brokerage at the time. I was a, also owned a CrossFit gym. And so very spread out and not super intentional. And, uh, it was, it was through all that journey and that path that I, I sold it all, right. I sold my the CrossFit gym, sold the insurance business eventually and to go, all in on what I do today as a coach, because I've, you know, I just realized that, Hey, there's the opportunity for me to help others, just like the coaches and mentors I had found had helped me along the way. And so that really is how I got to where I am kind of the short story of it all of selling it all and, and going all in on myself. And so now for the last five, six years, full time, that's what I do. I get to run those experiences. Like, we just came from last week, get to coach clients every single day, you know, have a podcast, get to come on incredible podcasts like yours. And I've written a couple of books and, but it's all with the purpose of impacting people and creating championship leaders in this world. And so everything I do is focused around really that, that topic. Yeah, man, that, uh, getting to a place in life where you can kind of figure out that purpose piece, man, it's, yeah, it's such a freeing it's such a freeing thing. I've kind of experienced over the last couple of years myself and yeah. a couple of things you said, like my wife's in the guard. So she, okay. uh, she did 50, or a 13 month or something like that, uh, yeah. stateside mobilization, but it was up in New Jersey. So she might've well been, you know, wherever, but yeah, the reintegration thing is real. You know, it's, it's, uh, I mean, she's gone to warrant officer school now for five weeks. We've gotten better, you know, yeah. but I don't care, you know, what, it's like, it feels like we're always like in our best place, right? As she leaves. And it's probably a good thing because the, the coming back and, and getting back in the groove of everything. And we have, you know, three kids at home and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a real thing. And then, you know, my son serves in the Navy. So you kind of hit my heartstrings in, in two places off the bat yeah, right there. Right. So, um, yeah, man, that's a real thing. Yeah. Reintegration, man. I didn't even know what that word meant. And recently reintegrations popped up in my life a lot. I've, I've, you know, I've talked about kind of diving down the rabbit hole, personal development, you know, six, seven, eight years ago. But, you know, even this year, I, you know, I continuing to work on myself and continuing to hire coaches for myself, just like I do uh, for others. 
but yeah, like I went did some ayahuasca and I just did like a <laughs> <laughs> like if you ask me, if I, I really done, would love to ayahuasca. I did an inner child healing work this past week while I was in Nashville as well. Oh, That's why wow. I was there a little bit longer. So I'm like really diving in. But you know, the, a, a big part of all of that is like integrating back into life. And well, I did not, I didn't know the the point of it. I didn't see the point of it when I was 30 years old coming back trying to reintegrate into life and and with my wife as uh, relationally. I like. In my mind, I was like, what do we need to re reintegrate? Like, we're married. Like, what's, what's, like, I didn't get it. I get it now, but I didn't get it then. And that, you know, looking back was kind of a asshole because of it. So, yeah, I would love to hear a few minutes on, on the Nashville trip with the ayahuasca. Um, yeah, well, I that think was in Costa Rica. Zach, but. I noticed you, you tagged Zach in the post, and I, I kind of know Zach a little bit too. He, yeah. he, he does a lot of that type of stuff. Um, he shared some stuff with me, but yeah, I would love to hear a little bit on that. Yeah. So, well, I did ayahuasca in January, did it in Costa Rica at this place called Rhythmia and went there. Thankfully I went there. I, I knew a few of the people there, uh, Dalton Locke, who's a special, special human. He, he, uh, he was actually at ULW with us and helped coach, uh, Chris Robinette, who I mentioned, he was there, another good friend and client, uh, Mike Shulkins, who actually just came through ULW as an attendee. Uh, so they were all there. We went, went through it together. Yeah, man, I don't know what to say. It's, it's, it's a unique experience for everyone. I would say before anyone goes down that path, they should really do their research. They should really know why they want to go and be, be really clear on it. Um, it's not anything to be taken lightly. And I, because I didn't necessarily, the only things I'd known about ayahuasca was I'd heard a few people on podcasts talk about it and talk about how it was kind of life changing. So I'm like, all right, I'm in, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, it knocked me to my, to my knees. And on the first night, like one of the worst nights of my life, but ultimately I think I had to go through that, but it was, it was really painful. We did four nights in a row as well. And it was a huge group. It was 95 people. There was way too many people, but I think I got some great things from it. I think things will continue to show up from it. Glad I did it. I don't know if I'll ever give, go back. Although, again, yeah. you should really have a good reason why you're going. If and and but it has opened my world to like I said. I just did this child inner inner child mm -hmm. healing this week, and that was super powerful. And uh, if I hadn't done the ayahuasca, I wouldn't have been opened into that world uh, to continue to dig deep. Really, I'm just within, right? All this yeah. work is like inner work that, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe it's not cool to do. I, th I feel like it's getting more and more uh, cool. It's getting more and more accepted uh, or mainstream, which I think is good because a lot of us, I think all of us uh, need to do some of this work to really deal with some things that we didn't realize the impact that it makes on our life on a daily basis. I agree, man. I, I've had quite, you know, the childhood and quite the story. And I, I think back and I'm like, it would be so like, I don't know, just freeing to like understand why I am the way I am about certain things, because I don't really kind of understand why I, I am, a you know, the way I am about, about yeah. certain things and, and things like that. So I just had a few episodes back, a, a guy that's become a, a dear friend of mine too, is, is coach Herb. And, and that's what he does is um, healing through plant-based medicine. He okay. knows all about it. Um, and, and he talks about the importance of just 
being guided through it by someone who knows, you know, what they're doing. Um, yes. Yeah. But it, totally. it really has me like super intrigued. Yeah. Super intrigued. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's powerful. It can be very powerful. And, uh, yeah, having that right intention coming in and having somebody that you can trust through that process is definitely a big part of it. Yeah. You mentioned earlier the, the state of the, the world we live in. I mean, we would need a, you know, a two week <laughs> podcast to, to get yeah, into no all doubt. of that, but so many places we could go with this. But if you think back, if, I mean, if you think, you know, through where let's just kind of niche it down to, to just men and the problems they're facing and, in the realities of the world that we're living in, what's the top few, two or three that come to mind? Well, um, you know, the message right now is not very strong one for men and, you know, masculinity, right? I think we're, we're getting a little bit beat down and it's it can be confusing too. It's like, well, what's acceptable and, and what isn't? But having said that, uh, we do. We do just we need more men to stand up and to take a stand for what's really important in their lives and what's really important to them with courage. Right. A lot mm -hmm. of courage because of the backlash that we have from such a minority of people. It's like the voice of the mi minority um, groups out there is so loud and so strong right now. It's 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 amazing. Not that they shouldn't have a voice. Of course, everybody should have the opportunity to have a voice and. Um, but it just feels like theirs is dominating right now to the point where it's got people questioning, well, well, am I really, is it really okay to, to feel the way I feel or to think the way I think and which is nuts. Right. But that's where I feel like we're at right now. And so, yeah, just, man, take a stand for, for what really is true to you and your heart, because that will never let you go again. I think some of this work I've been doing is just realizing to get out of our heads and get to more into our hearts and we can lead from our hearts, be open hearted and uh, less from our, our, our minds, uh, the better we will be because the heart isn't going to lead you astray. And so, you know, listening to that uh, to make your decisions, to, to stand up when you, we feel, you know, there's, there's a need to stand up for somebody else that can't stand up for themselves and, and things like that is, is huge right now. And I, I feel like we're starting to see that shift start to happen again here, which is great to see. And, uh, it's only going to continue to happen and continue to happen maybe at a higher rate of speed, the more that we get men to really continue to stand up for themselves and for others and to, you know, not give in to that loud voice from that small group. Man, yeah, absolutely. I feel like that, obviously, nobody has it all figured out. We're right. always learning. We're always working on ourselves. We always have room to grow. So let me like, prim like preface this with that. But there's so few like complete men. Like you may have the business and you may have the bank account, but mm. does your family look up to you like your employees do? You know, do, do you have the connection with your wife? Do you have the courage to take a stand when it's not popular, you know, just there's very few men that I meet that are just kind of complete in, in all the areas of life that are important. Do you have a spiritual connection with something, you know, bigger than yourself? I'm, I'm a Christian. So yeah. do you have that personal relationship with Christ? Like, are you hyper-focused in one area and neglecting other areas that are just as important? 
So the things that you're doing yeah. with your intensive and things like that, the way you're kind of encompassing all these things, I think is, is so important today. Yeah, I appreciate it. It is. It's, it is extremely important. And it's, it's important to have a group of people in your life that that's there to support you, but also is there to help you and, and, you know, even give you some, some of that tough love when you need it. Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, just one example, there was a guy, I won't say his name, but there was a guy at our, at our event that, kind of been estranged from one of his sons for two years and he's got two other sons and I guess a good relationship with them and just hasn't talked to him in a couple of years and and through this week we're just like bro like you're the man you're the leader you're the father like this son you know is counting on you to to go and to repair this and uh so he did he took some big steps when he got back and actually stopped by his son's house and and uh you know started a process to open that back up. Now it wasn't all like roses and rainbows, like, of course. but at the same time, I think there was, there was some progress there and that was the first step. And we're so afraid sometimes to take a first step because, because of the story we create in our mind of, of what we think is going to happen. And, and, uh, and so it keeps us from living the life that we really want to live. It keeps us from uh, having the relationships with the people that really truly matter the most. I mean, this life is so short, you know, we, you just, who knows what's going to happen today, let alone tomorrow. But yet we, we put certain things off that give us, you know, give us the things that really matter most in life. And so, yeah, don't wait, you know, stay present in today and, and focus on what you can do today to create the life that you want tomorrow. Yeah, man. You just hit on two things, man, that, that are super important to me. One is being kind enough to be honest with men. You know, uh, one of my mm. favorite people, Andy Frisella, he, one of his things that, you know, for too long, people have mistaken being kind with, with just telling people like what they want to hear to keep the peace or, or things like that. And yeah. like so many times, like I can just think about through my life when I was doing something and I was blinded to it. And yet no one around me was kind enough to tell me the truth, yeah. you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. So I, I like having people around you that, that are kind enough to tell you the truth, man, that's, that's critical. Yeah. And then being vulnerable, like, like we've forgotten how to be vulnerable. We've forgotten how to like meet people in their story and find a commonality. Everything is judgment and put on the mask of, of I have it all figured out instead of listening to someone, being open with them, no matter what their story is, finding a place to, to meet them in it, to, to have a commonality and be vulnerable and share, man, like that one little thing could like really change the world. It's huge. I mean, yeah, being vulnerable is just amazing. It is. It's huge, and doesn't mean you have to be weird about it either. You know, I've <laughs> I've I've never had a, a huge issue with being vulnerable, like letting up emotions out, you know, tears, whatever it might be. But even coming up, I did the two days of inner child work before my event, and then I did two days after. So two days right before the event, I come into the event and like dude, tears are coming like almost like a faucet i couldn't even control it and so i just embraced it but it kind of explained what was going on but um it was interesting to see how that all opened up after doing that work but again i think that's people thrive off when you when they see mm-hmm. real vulnerability that it's just it's they know that there's a ton of you know it's just super genuine and super yeah, pure intent. 
right? Yeah. And so people, you know, because it's, <laughs> this world can feel very untrusting and, and like no one's being vulnerable. And when that happens, you know, I think we get to the place where we are today. So we need more realness, more authenticity from people. And I think uh, one of the great, powerful ways to get there is through vulnerability for sure. Yeah, man, that's shoot. I can, I just can like put myself there. You have the, the leader of the event who's created this container, you know, to help men become better men, you know, walking in on the first day and just being that vulnerable. Man, I, I bet that, that was a magical few days of just yeah. support and love. Like I can, I could definitely see how that would have been quite the event. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I mean, there's a, as long as it's coming from the a right place and being, and is real. Cause you mm-hmm. know, sometimes people can try and play with that a little bit too, but uh, I think it was very clear that, <laughs> that, it was, that it was real uh, for me in those moments. And uh, yeah, that's huge. It's so, you know, we need more of it. I think we yeah. definitely need more of it for sure. And there's a time and a place for all of it. So yeah, 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 yeah for sure. For sure. Well, cool, man. Well, uh, any last things you want to get out there to, to anybody? And on the topic of resilience, I, I like to kind of ask if if there's one thing that you think is the most important thing to, to building more resilience or, you know, something comes to mind when you hear the word resilience, what uh, what comes to mind? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll uh, you know, this is a small plug for what we do with ULW, but I think that's what, what I, it's always hard to explain because it is such a, an experience, but I mean, a big part of it is resilience, right? We're, we're kind of putting people's feet to the fire and their minds to the fire a bit through the different things that we do. And the reason we do that is to help them to become more resilient because when in leadership, when all things go to hell and things feel like they're falling apart, like, are you going to, do you have the resiliency to stand tall in that fire and make decisions and keep your cool right and you know show others around you that hey we're going to get through this or are you going to lose your shit and you know that's the opposite of resiliency and so a big part of what we do is is helping you to to forge to build to grow your resiliency um and again we do it in a number of different ways and so you know whether it was you know, coming to check out our experience and, and coming to attend, which we'd love. Next one's August 14th through the 17th. But uh, another way is just to continue to find ways to get yourself uncomfortable, to continue to find ways to put yourself in, in certain opportunities or situations where maybe the stress and the pressure is a little high or is a little does put you, get you a little uncomfortable. And, and then to see how you respond in those moments that, you know, you talk about mental toughness and resiliency, I think they go hand in hand. And so what are you doing on a daily basis to make yourself a little uncomfortable so that you can become more resilient so that when it's no longer practice and it's game time in real life, you know, that you've prepared yourself to be able to, to stand up, stand tall in those moments. Yeah, man. Well said. Absolutely. I, I think back to something that you said earlier, uh, too, you know, when you're in those moments, big like mindset shift for me um, in those moments of turmoil, either in my business or, or really no matter how big or how small, is I immediately go to what's the lesson in yeah. the moment, you know, I immediately go to what's the lesson. This is happening for a reason. I'm supposed to learn this. What's the lesson? I think if men can kind of or people in general in leadership positions can can kind of make that tweak to their mindset. Um, they'll find themselves able to get out of the situation much faster, much cleaner and, yeah. and learn something along the way. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Absolutely. 
All right, bro. Well, I sure appreciate Thanks. you coming on. Yeah, thank you. All Absolutely. right, guys. Yeah, man. Guys, find us on uh, social media, Resilient Man Project, all podcast platforms, Resilient Man Project, resilientmanproject.com. Jonathan York on Facebook is where I pretty much do most of my stuff if you're in that tight spot. And you need somebody, just shoot me a message. Just just a little old me on the other side. Uh, I'll be glad to respond and see if I can't help. If you got something out of the show, please share it, rate it, review it, all those things that everybody asks you to do. Help me grow this thing to be what it can be. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. I'm past the point of return. It's for the legacy. You know the road can feel cold, but this my destiny.